to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. Sarah! Oh God, Amanda, I've missed you! It's been so long! So much has happened to me in the past three weeks since we last recorded. Some of it good, some of it not good, and remarkably <laughs> little was TV related. That's how life goes. Yeah. I mean, I would actually be, it would be weird if a lot had happened to you in the last few weeks and most of it was TV related. That's true. Uh, yeah. like, if I, like, like, I, if I was just pilot. like, let's catch up. Yeah. I have so much TV to talk to you about. <laughs> know, My life is like, very mm. full and enriching. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, yeah, no, I, I just signed a deal with uh, with ABC. So, like, <laughs> oh my, that, okay, that's, that's, my news. that's better than what I was thinking. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I went to I went to Copenhagen and I went to Amsterdam and so jealous. I broke so my jealous. foot. <laughs> uh, this is, <laughs> but the, but you broke the foot at least after you were yeah. fully back in the United States. It was States, the day right? after I got back, which is just like continuing my long and rich tradition of severely injuring myself the day after I get back from vacation. Like six years ago, I fell off my bicycle the day after coming back from a month in France and broke my leg. Then three years ago, the day after I came back from Iceland, I fell off my bike because I just do that and separated my shoulder. I don't know if you remember when I was in that sling. And then... Oh, I do remember. Yeah. And then this time it was the day after I come back from uh, Northern Europe and I... Did not fall off my bicycle. I tripped over a computer cord. <laughs> and I was like... Very, how very, how 2018 of you. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, ooh, ooh, that hurt. Ow. And I, like, sat down and I just, like, was talking to myself, like, yeah, ow, okay, hmm, hmm. And was it the kind of thing where just, like, six hours later it was still really hurting? Yeah, or did you think, and it like, was just, like, swollen. like, I should go to the hospital? Well, when I broke my leg before, I had, like, walked around on it for a week, convinced I just sprained my ankle. So I was like, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, I'm going to be sure. Right. So I, That's wise. Yeah, so I went to get an x-ray. But, like, I biked to go see the Avengers before I did that. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, I guess that doesn't involve a ton of foot. No, it's, it's <laughs> as yeah, it was fine. Walking. I just kept it level and elevated it during the movie anyway we so should now you're be but now you're be booted i have a... yeah i have a really cool um orthopedic looking sandal um yeah, so i'm really hot. excited about this this look for the for the early summer it's a, it's a good well look. you know on the upside it may um trap you in your house where you can do nothing but watch television i guess that's true um, that is true so we'll kind of we'll, we'll get into that um we kind of we're gonna one thing we were going to talk about before we get into our shows was just um, you had the great idea to talk a little bit about the um, Emily Nussbaum profile that came out in in this week's New Yorker about Ryan Murphy. It's a really good um, profile, I think. It's great. I actually wish she did more profiles because I always I just enjoy it. She does a really good job. Much. Yeah. And it well, it's clear this involved a lot of reporting and like a lot of time spent with um, with him with him yeah and his several family. different meetings and over the course of a few different projects which right it, uh, yeah is, she had talked to him like clearly back last year and this is just coming out now he comes across yeah. it's really interesting he um he comes across kind of irritating mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> um like very, kind of this like very confident this very, very like white gay male sort of like everyone is terrible um and like but I bear no 
social responsibility toward other groups. Yeah. Yeah, he and I think that he I think that he he he's he's an interesting guy and in that I think also in the last couple of years I think this has been probably brought to it sounds like this has been brought to his attention. Right. He also seems honest over. with himself. Like I still like yeah. him. He's irritating, yes. but I still like him. Yeah, and he seems to be to a to a degree, maybe not fully, but to a degree more self-aware than he uh, perhaps has been in the past. Not that either of us is a close personal friend, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that he has gotten a lot of attention in the last year. I mean, he, because he, he started this um, organization called HALF and he's been committed to um, making ha- at least half the uh, cast and crew on his shows. Um you know, minorities, uh, and women and, and, uh, you know, um, it's amazing that that's racial a minorities and, and sexual minorities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and it's like, it's, well, he's proving that like, it's not right. <laughs> like, you know, like he can, you can hire these people, you can have a crew <coughs> that has a lot of women on it, that has a lot of queer people on it. And like, they're all there wanting to work, you know, yeah. and, and, um, so I think hopefully he's like kind of showing that like it's actually not that hard. But um, I I've been seeing a lot of commercials for his new show Pose, which I've been very excited about. It looks really um, great. Um, it does look great. I'm a big fan of Paris is Burning. It's kind of about the voguing culture of the 90s. Yeah, and um, and he's made a very conscious effort to have you know trans actors in it and um, tell yeah, positive thought- stories as well from judging from this so yeah i mean an interesting kind of backstory on it which i didn't know i actually don't i didn't really actually know all that much about the show until until reading this um other than like yeah seeing a couple of trailers but um in that he had this idea to do a show that was sort of based on the characters introduced in paris is burning the documentary from from the early 90s about the the trans uh, voguing scene in New York and um, and then he found out it was brought to his attention that that someone had already written a pilot um, or a treatment for a show that that was kind of also about this and, and it was in fact a um, a young gay man of color uh, who lives in New York and uh, and so you know instead of like being you know he probably could have just like steamrolled right over that i guess you know with his level of fame mm-hmm. but instead he attaches his name to this guy's project well, that's um, the thing is like he's involved in so many projects but he's not doing everything in them in some he might be offering writing notes in another it's just like he's doing the casting or something but like right he's he's doing so many projects at once right it's hard to actually and keep actually, up it's hard to keep up i mean I I first became aware of of Brian Murphy. Um, I didn't watch Popular, which was his first show on the WB, which is kind of funny because I was like all about the WB in 1999. But so say um, we all. <laughs> I know, right? It's like the era of Buffy and Dawson's Creek. But I never watched Popular. Um, but I was obsessed with Nip Tuck in high school. That's right, college. you were. That was it. Was always too gross for me. I'm too much. Of it, a was. Squeam- it was. It was a very person. gory show. Yeah, it was a very gory show. I mean, it's wild when I think back. Actually, this this article made me think back on it a little bit. But it was a very queer show, um, kind of in a time where no one was really doing these kinds of storylines. Nip Tuck was over the top in a way that 
I had never experienced with a TV show before. I think I had seen like crazy melodrama in movies and stuff, but like never quite to the heights um, that I, that was in Nip Tuck and, and like, so a lot of things eventually spun out of, <laughs> out of control on Nip Tuck. But, but when it was really good, it told a lot of interesting stories about, um, uh characters who were gay characters there were characters who were trans you know really before anyone else had had these characters on tv yeah um and i i just like i i find him to be really interesting and you know it was funny that you were saying about um he does different things on his different shows and i actually thought uh, also reading that article i didn't realize but now I think back on it and remember, like, he didn't write any of Gianni Versace, which I talked about a lot on, on this Right, show. he only had one um, writer on that. Yeah, and I think it kind of suffered from that <laughs> a little bit to me. Mm. I found the writing to be the weakest part of that show, mm. um, whereas the direction I thought was was marvelous and the acting was obviously just top-notch. Um, and he did direct several episodes, Ryan Murphy, but I think it suffered maybe a little bit from not having his writing touch. I was disappointed um, that the profile didn't mention what's going on with the new season of Feud. I know! It didn't talk I kept, about I kept food. waiting for them to talk about his take on the Windsors. I, like, wanted yes. to know... I, want, I, like, really found myself wanting to know what Ryan Murphy thought about, like, Prince Charles and Princess Diana. I, like, needed to know... And what makes me now want to, I'm like, I hope that still has like a, I don't even know if actually that has like a premiere date or I, I think they filmed it. I don't, I'm like trying to remember. I mean, it's just been so long since the other one. I know it's been like about a year. Um, and now he's got this other show coming out. So I, we got, we have to get on that in our, and we have to, we have to look into We need to when put our investigative skills um to use our hats on yeah well, you're a journalist come on i know yeah, what am i doing do what am i <laughs> we doing we can figure this one out yeah um, um but i but there's... the things i did like about what he said in the profile like i there's this one part where um he like what i thought was interesting that it opened with this discussion of what camp is and he kind of resents when people call his work camp and he sees that as he he prefers the term baroque because it's more expansive mm-hmm. Um, and he sees when people are like calling something camp as specific to him because he's a gay man and he kind of resents that these other shows that came out of the Sopranos about like white male antiheroes can mm-hmm. be called Breaking like melodrama. Like... Yeah. When mm-hmm. he, and his show's doing like the same thing, but it's not about white male characters and then they call it camp, which I thought was like really interesting um it's it's a good point yeah i i mean it's something i've like always totally thought it's the reason i've never watched breaking bad because i don't give a shit but like Mm -hmm. yeah anyway um so it's a really good profile and i think um people should read it but uh, carve out some time to do it yeah it's lengthy can i just give my my favorite quote from this article quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. is that <laughs> they're talking about, you know, as any profile will, it'll give you a little, it'll talk, you know, I think contemporaneously like for a while and then it'll be like, and now the backstory um, of like the person's personal history. And they, Emily talks about his um, relationship with his parents and also his grandmother who lived down the street from him. And he was closer to his grandmother um, than he really was. It sounds like to either of his parents for a lot of his youth, but um, <laughs> he would hang out with her um, just in his free time. And the it, it says um, 
She'd make black tar coffee, and Ryan would sit on a stool in the bathroom while she put on her face, telling him about her favorite things, Rudolph Valentino, John Wayne, vampires. <laughs> I <laughs> love like, that. Oh I love it, and I'm just like, that's his entire aesthetic right there. Right, like, I'll even <laughs> forgive him the John Wayne, but yeah. I know, <laughs> but like it's just like a, an old woman putting on her face of makeup, and just like talking, talking, about talking about vampires. I'm like that. I hope that's me. I just hope I'm not putting on my face. But um, yeah, I'm talking about yep. ghosts. Um, <sighs> yeah. Okay. So it's been a while, and I think you might have been able to watch more um, of the tube than me. Yes, but, you being out of the country. But we yeah. did both finish. Babylon Berlin. Um, Babylon Berlin. I, holy okay, crap. So, yeah, we were debating, like, I don't think like, we're going to go into details no. here. Because, yeah. Well, we, we, I just for time, but also we want you listeners to watch this show. Like, watch it. And it would be so not cool. Like, I usually don't care that much about spoilers, but the ending of this, like, what, is it like 13 it's so episodes? Bananas. It's, I, no, it's actually 16. It's 16? It's a lot. Okay. The, the last, <laughs> like, two quick. episodes are like so like such a wild ride wild ride bananas really just watch it um i i'm like i i just uh it's so good and you will um convince yourself that you know german by the end of the show also so that's i mean i fun. do that all the time when i'm listening to we're like watching something in another language i start to like i'll i'll be reading the subtitles and like understanding them and understanding their Mm -hmm. meaning and then every now and then they'll say a word in whatever language it is and I'll just instinctively understand that sentence structure and like what two of those words were Totally. and And somehow it like it short it like short circuits something in my brain to the point where I think (laughs) that like that must mean that I've understand the language when it's like no I've just like (laughs) picked up on one context clue and I was given the answer so what'll happen is like I'll like look away at something or I'll like look at my phone and then like the words will keep washing over me and it'll take me like a good like 10 seconds before I realize I didn't understand anything that just happened (laughs) it happens to me so frequently I have to like force myself to stay looking at the screen and like keep telling myself to not be caught up in my my language acquisition hubris like no you don't understand German from watching Amanda you don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah I see what you I I don't get like that I, I don't convince myself to that level, but I am by the end, like, I could definitely pick up German and, like, yeah, I should just now be, that I've watched I should just move to Berlin. a week or two, mm-hmm, I'll, I'll just fit right in. Um, so watch Babylon Berlin. I've been recommending this show to people like crazy. Me too. Um, it's so much fun. Honestly, it's, I know 16 episodes in our era of, you know, eight episode season sounds like a lot, but you they can keep do them it. all to a tight 40 minutes and pack a lot in there and like, you can do it. You can yeah, do it. It might just take you like a month. I believe in you. You should do it. Dear listener. And then tweet at us. And tweet at us, which you get think. to that bananas ending. Um, if you're one yeah. of our 30 followers. um what else did you watch they're all german um (laughs) well i'm not gonna get into this too much because i want to wait maybe until the finale and also you have to catch i know i know i know the americans um it's been legit insane this season it's been so good after a season last year where uh, i think everyone was really feeling like it was just i think i might do what you said and just like read recaps and watch the last season finale just so that way i like will actually then catch up because it won't seem so daunting 
Yeah, and you can get the gist from uh, from the recaps. It's fine. It was a very dense season, and like yet not a lot happened. So, um, but this season has just been forty crazy plot turns per episode, or just like incredibly devastatingly emotional scenes um and it's kind of heavy but now we have been like set up for the the road to possibly the implosion of every relationship on the show so it sounds fun um yeah so i'm i'm like dying of stress every time i watch this show it's It's a very stressful show which is why i was like not putting myself through watching the season if i had like a whole season to watch because it's like i can't yeah, you have but to watch this it in season small in particular doses. is is also it's like stressful but it's um it's just it's fun again okay. which it wasn't really last, last year and yeah. this year you are just like rooting for people and against people and I am so excited to see how it ends so you have to catch up before we get there. Okay, okay. Um I'll so keep promising. Tell me, I know you didn't um get through a whole lot cuz you were sick also when you got back but um <laughs> tell me <laughs> Yeah, I did. did. Oh my what god. Did you get to? I have a story to tell you offline about uh, having a very important phone call while having taken Benadryl, but um, oh good, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, we'll we'll do that offline. Um, no, so when I was like, okay, so I met up with our friend Heather in Amsterdam, which was great. But that before that, I was in Copenhagen by myself, and I had my own apartment, which was just like magic because I luxurious. I've, I no, I've never. I mean, well, yeah. you know, like you have, like I've never had my own apartment, no. right? Yeah. Like my own space, and it was so amazing it was like your roommates are gone but like for three days and also everything is yours and anyway it was awesome so like I'd usually I'd be home I mean I was by myself but so I'd be home probably by like like 10 every night and then just was gonna watch tv and I was like well I don't want to watch anything too heavy like I want to watch something that I won't be thinking about tomorrow that I won't Mm -hmm. feel like I won't like mind turning off after in like two hours or an hour right and then, like, leave tomorrow and not be thinking about TV while I'm, like, biking around Copenhagen. So I watched this show that was just, like, at the top of the Hulu page, like, Curse Them. Um, it's called Lucifer, and I think it might be bad, but I just have watched a lot of episodes of it. <laughs> it's like, have you so, seen any advertisements for it? Like Do you I know anything about this, this show? Is it, like, Twilighty? kind yeah yeah so it's the weird so it's based on these dc comics uh characters um the main one being lucifer uh who's the devil who gets like sick of ruling hell and comes to los angeles um and so that's like and this character was created by neil gaiman um Mm -hmm. Or, like, among other people, I'm sure, but he's the only name I recognize, and I'm also not a sure. comics book per- comic books person, but, like, um, anyway, the, the premise is that he, like, decides he wants to help punish people, because he, like, has been misunderstood as the devil. It's, like, kind of hokey, and he wants to help solve crimes, but he falls in love with, like, a LAPD detective, and that's kind of, like, the worst part of the show, um, but, like, there's mm. other parts of it where you can see, like, this show could be really awesome if it weren't, like like beholden to these like kind of like dumb like fox primetime like stupid things and also the the main yeah. protagonist woman uh is really really boring um 
But, like, there's other characters and they're really good. Anyway, the point is I've watched a lot of episodes of this show. I'll never talk about this show again on this podcast because it's really, I don't think it's worth it. And I looked up it up on AV Club to be like, what's the deal? And they do reviews, like, recaps every week. And the person who's doing these has been giving it consistently, like, every episode is A, A minus, B plus, A minus, A. <laughs> yeah, but you have to judge it against, I mean, at some point, maybe with a show like this, you're kind of judging it against itself. I guess so. Like, but, like, even then, it's like, if you're judging against itself and it, it like, maintains a 3.5 GPA. So, I don't right. know. <laughs> Or it gets a very heavily um, weighted, you know, like it's on a curve. Yeah, like don't take it too seriously. And it's like, but anyway, that's what I've been watching. And honestly, folks, if you want something that you like really won't think about after you turn it off, but like has a very charming Welsh man with like a very posh English accent playing the devil wearing Mm -hmm. eyeliner and he's very handsome and charming. If you like need that in your life, like there are worse ways you can waste 42 minutes. I'm picturing Tom Hiddleston when you say that. It's not Tom Hiddleston. Does he look anything? He's... Does he look anything like Tom Hiddleston? No, I mean no. Okay. he's white and British. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but okay. I guess... Yeah, those two things uh, alone do not a Tom Hiddleston make. No. I suppose. No. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting to say about that show, and I'm really struggling to come up with something. <laughs> so it's yeah, had a nice diverse a cast, like and like there's this woman that plays a demon. That like her relationship with like this like really adorable six year old girl is probably the best part. Is like this demon that's like really evil, but like is good friends with this kid. Anyway, okay. Oh, it has I... DB Woodside, who played the principal in like a later on season. Buffy? Yeah, on Buffy. That guy. Yeah, he played yes. the principal. Yeah, he's he's like. Another, he's like the brother. He's like another angel. Anyway, I've, I'm getting I've too, seen him in other things. Yeah, I'm getting too deep into Lucifer and Fox, though. So I think we need to move on. What Have you been watching anything else? Yeah, I mean, the other thing that I've really been watching um, is The Handmaid's Tale, which premiered since the I've last heard, time I've heard about it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a... Um, it's a... It's a show uh in its second season based on the well-regarded novel of the same name oh oh that's right it's based on a book yeah in case you hadn't heard i'm gonna just be like Um, a good morning america uh interviewer here (laughs) it's it's based on a book you say called the handmaiden tale Now does it now does it um does it uh bear any resemblance to our current political atmosphere? And is it a love um, story? It is a love story. No, <laughs> <laughs> between a woman and her cape. Um, it yes, yeah, so The Handmaid's Tale started the second season. Um, there've been I want to say I've watched. They think there's been three episodes with a fourth one coming this week. Um. And I have really been enjoying it. I thought the, I think it was pretty much like uh, universally regarded the first half of the last, of the first season was really brilliant. And then it started to mm, fall apart a little bit towards the end of last season. But I was still, I thought it ended on a very strong note. The first season of the uh, show ended with, with the book. Um, right ended with the end of the book that was it very similar actually ending to um the book ends you know with uh, ambiguously uh but you kind of know you kind of know you kind of know i mean things are probably not working out well for (laughs) at the end of the book she's not gonna Um, retire 
No, she gets carted off. Uh, she's pregnant. She gets carted off um, in a in a mysterious van, and then uh, that's kind of it. We don't we don't really know what happens to her, and and uh, that's also how the first season of the show ends. So. Um, I think that this season of the show has been great so far. I've really enjoyed it. It's really interesting. It's like just an entire season or the rest of the show, I guess, if they were to do, say, three seasons. But like just based on... And I believe that they have already committed to a third. Yeah, like they're creating a sequel to this book that was deliberately meant to be, this is the end, you should not feel optimistic. Right, right. And and I'm um, tempted to, I don't know, I think that the idea of, of making this show is a great one, but I'm tempted to also, you just, when, when the show becomes successful, then of course there's the capitalistic inclinations to just, everyone's going to suck as much money out of this puppy as they can, right? Yeah. And like, the, should there, I, I, I didn't even know until the other day, I think that there was already, we've already committed to a third season and I'm like. Oh, oh has okay. it? Yeah, oh, apparently so. So I'm, I'm a little, I don't know if that's necessary. I just don't want to run this thing into the ground. I guess but, it's just that, um, that was like Hulu's most successful Show. exactly it's really their only big hit at this point someone so sure speaking are... of which someone the other day who will remain nameless because i can't remember who it was but i think it might have been someone we both <laughs> they know will remain nameless only because of your bad <laughs> <laughs> it was a dude i think it was someone we both know but they were like okay. there's this show i've been watching called the looming tower and it's really good i'm like no nope. <laughs> i like nope, we've already stopped them it. in the middle of their sentence and i was like no we've already <laughs> committed to not watching that i mean hulu's made some valiant efforts with other original programming but they just i mean obviously i mean I moon boy is still their best people. work and difficult people oh difficult people you know? oh, yeah. oh i feel bad for forgetting that yeah oh i know so they've made some attempts but clearly i mean you know elizabeth moss won the emmy last yeah. year i think the show won best drama um so it's a huge hit for them and i'm sure they're desperate to hang on to it but um you know i think the most of the conversation that i've read surrounding the new season of the show is that people and including a lot of critics that i like emily nussbaum i believe she was after she watched she tweeted the other day that she watched the first episode and she was um said i am not gonna do this anymore um it's too huh. hard and um i listened to another podcast called night call with emily yoshida who's a critic at new york magazine she was saying the same thing you know i'm just not gonna uh do this anymore and um i feel that i mean i felt that dark. way about this series to begin with i like respected mm-hmm. it being made and everything but i was like i can't i don't i, I can't do it with that yeah. it's too close yeah it it's you know i actually was listening to also ann dowd who plays um uh lydia on the show the um the uh kind of controlling um matriarch of the handmaids uh and she was saying she actually described it in a way that i thought was really well you know really well said which was it's it's both just it's just out of reach kind of in its you know in its fictional nature it's just in this kind of gulf between too close and far enough away that we can't quite 
wrap our heads around it something quite like this happening but it's in this limbo space where you can't quite imagine it not happening either and um anyway it has been a very difficult season to watch so far it it has a really horrifying opening scene um of the season where we kind of find out what where where Alfred was being carted off to um set to Kate Bush's This Woman's Work, which I love that song so Boy. much. And um and it's I think it works. I know you have a little life in your head. I know you have a lot of strength left. I know you have a little life in your head. I know you have a lot of strength left. I should be crying when I just this show had a lot of very questionable music cues in the first season that people were latching onto, and luckily they've eased off of that a lot with the weird kind of poppy music cues. Um, but I thought this one's work really worked well in this in the show, and I was a sucker for it. But um, anyway, I'm excited to see where the show goes. We introduced Alfred's um, mother uh, last in the most recent episode, which there's a wonderful one of the, the scenes in the book that always stuck out to me the most is actually when Alfred June, um, her real name is is in handmade school, <laughs> handmade torture camp mm-hmm. and. Uh, where where she's learning, you know, they're learning what it is to be a handmaiden, and they're showing pictures from the colonies, um, clicking through, you know, so that you know what's going on out there. They're just digging nuclear waste out of the ground, and June sees a picture of her mother, um, you know, who she hasn't seen and at this point since the apocalypse, and uh, and and anyway, they they included that that scene which we didn't get to in the first season. Um, in this episode that kind of concentrated on her relationship with her mother through flashbacks, which I thought was really beautifully done. Um, And yeah, it's, I'm excited to see where it goes. Something that I find a little bit odd and anyone, if they, if anyone else agrees with me on this, um, feel free to chime in, but it's, we've, we see a lot of what's going on in Canada where a few of the characters have now made it to Canada um, out of, they've escaped and it's kind of odd that in Canada everything just seems to be <laughs> just just swell, hunky dory. Everything's going just fine in Canada, huh. and in America is a literal wasteland. Um, it's yeah, a, I'm pretty sure I, we would have rubbed off on them. I know, or they, or like they vaguely mention the idea of sending in troops to America from Canada, but it's just hard to imagine that like. Everything's swell, but like the, I don't, it, it doesn't, I don't fully yeah. comprehend. It's like a too big of a clash. Um, and anyway, I was also curious about whether the, the book ends, if you'll remember, you know, it actually ends, ends with an epilogue um, where we, we find um, June's, we, we are in a, in an, like an academic setting where they're, they're reading the, the journal that we have just read right. um, that that, can, that the book consists of, um, which is of course told from from kind of first person, and they've we've we're in some unspecified future time, and we've dug up, um, we're learning about 
Gilead in in like a Gilead 101 class, you know, we're learning about this time far removed from it. And I think that, you know, we are going to get to a point with this show where I think people will give up on it if we don't have a reason to hope for a better future, (laughs) which so far we have not been given. It might get exhausting. Yeah, and, and, you know, even Margaret Atwood gave us that. Even, you know, she, like, we didn't quite end. I mean, we don't know what happened to, to June. Of course, it's probably bad um, in that moment. But we do get this reason to be optimistic at the end of the book. Um, and, and you know, you can kind of put up with that bleakness for 250 pages, but it's going to be harder to ask an audience to do that over three seasons without giving them a whole lot of reasons to be hopeful about, you know, yeah, I think that's true. So anyway, I, um, I, I think it's been a great season. I'll probably check in with it again as we get towards the end of it. I think there's probably another five, five episodes or so. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then, um, anything, I know you watched one other thing that we both, uh, I, I dipped my toes on a little bit. Yeah, the Joel McHale show, show with Joel, say it for me. (laughs) Is it the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale? I think you nailed it. Got it in one. Um, (laughs) I could not get my tongue around that one. But um, I think it's funny. It's basically just the soup. Like he even starts the, uh, the first episode with like, where was I? Oh, The Bachelor. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like like, it's just like a show he's been doing for, for years. Um. I think it's uh, wonderful. I like it. It's not that I don't like it. Um, I do think it's funny. I do want to, I kind of almost want to, God, let, let me like knock on some wood because I don't actually want to get sick. <laughs> but um, I was like, I would love to just kind of, it is to me a great show that I, I would want to just hunker down. It's a show that Netflix is releasing. I mean, they only, I guess we, we mentioned this briefly. I don't think they, they do this. Maybe they have like, like one or two other talk show type shows that they release. Yeah, and it's just installments once a week. Of. Yeah. Um, so there's now a bunch of them s- stacked up. Um, and I mean, if you're not familiar, I'm assuming everyone's familiar with the concept of the soup, but it's just Joel McHale making fun of reality television. Or yeah. Really, I guess a lot of pop culture generally. But like but it's mostly, mostly reality, reality TV. Um, yeah. And it's just like. The thing is, like, his jokes are funny. Like, he's funny. But it's mostly just the... The clips. I, it's the, the clips are hysterical. Like, as you're watching the clip, you're like, oh, that's why this is funny. Um, I'm going to play you this one from... That's from that one I mentioned, the very first episode, where he's like, oh, where was I? Oh, right. The Bachelor. <laughs> the franchise just added another bastard to its growing family with the timely Bachelor Winter Games, which attempts to diversify with contestants from all over the world. And who better to speak for this diversity than a blue-eyed German national named Christian? And I have dated uh, the China woman, I have dated the black woman, I have uh, dated uh, the Russian woman, uh, dark, light. It doesn't matter, when, when, uh, when a woman look, looks beautiful, uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I am very open-minded. I like the light woman, the dark woman, even the China woman, but uh, but no gypsies. It's it's so funny. It is funny. Like I mean, and one of the other things, like Joel did this show really well. Obviously, the, the soup has had a lot of iterations over the last God, I think like 15, 16, maybe like even I don't know. The soup goes back like maybe almost twenty years at this point. It's kind of wild. Um 
but uh you know part of the other i think charm of the soup is it's like just it's so stupid and it just relishes in its stupidity like even just all of the segments are like everything's supposed to be really look like it's really just low tech like people yeah. spent t- 10 minutes on like developing did the you graphics. see the episode where joe manganello comes on and yes. does a fake weather report for the dog that's yeah. barking at the ball oh my god yeah yeah no it's like that stuff yeah it's just it it knows it's an absolutely idiotic show and like it's just fun i do i i didn't um i liked it i think that i had just kind of uh i don't know i i didn't love it but i have a very soft spot in my heart for the soup and absolutely if i just find myself in the position of needing something to watch for like a few hours i really am happy that i have the soup in my arsenal too or uh, the joel sorry yeah, not I, even the soup the joel McHale show with joel McHale, of course in my joel arsenal yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah so i what i like about it too is just that like what I what I liked about the soup and him is that he's he's really funny and I've sometimes wondered if like he weren't so handsome, would he be taken more seriously as a comedian? It's a good um, question. Right? I mean and I do think to be fair, like this is not like handsome people generally are probably considered funnier than they are. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's the John I mean, just good looking people Ham in general, bubble that right? we've established on Thirty Rock. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, the, the bubble. Um, but I do think that like part of what makes Joel McHale so funny is that he does play the straight man so well. Like he was, you know, that basically in Community. Like he was a flawed character, of course, but he was kind of this. You you were viewing everything sort of through his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was your um, access. And I feel point. like another good example of that is Jason Bateman in Arrested Development, or at least mm-hmm. the first three seasons, the original three, mm-hmm. where it's like he wasn't perfect and he had like they gave him but he was the straight man, but he was still funny. They still gave him lines and like they, they walked that, that line really well. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's why it's really funny to have Joel McHale be your presenter of these clips because he's funny himself, but you're watching it and you immediately know why he also thinks this is funny, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. And he doesn't ever seem like, I mean, I don't know. It's You also don't get the impression that he's making fun of people in like, it doesn't make fun of people in a mean way. It's just kind no. of clowning on everyone. Except maybe Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some people in a um, way. And like, yeah. And I also really love that every now and then he has had um, clips from ghost hunting shows, which as you know, are like my guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah. Um mm-hmm. cuz they're ridic- and he's like the two ones he's I've seen him use so far are like ones that TV shows I know. One is called Dead Files where it's a former NYPD officer, like homicide detective and a uh, a medium, like <laughs> a clairvoyant and they go to people's houses and try to figure out like what's going on, like what are the ghosts and like the, the homicide detective puts his skills to, to use digging up in a local library to find out who died. And then she's like just <laughs> communicating with spirits in the bedroom. And it's just this wonderful show. And then the other one he made fun of is Ghost Adventures, um, which is the worst of all the ghost hunting shows, let me tell you, Sarah. But they're having There's just adventures. like these. 
No, it's just these three bozos, like, that just constantly say dude to each other. And I mean it. Like, if you watch the show, and now that I've said this, you will not be able to ignore the fact that they just constantly, constantly say dude, 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 dude. And it's so ridiculous. Like, it's, dude, I can't watch more than, like, half an episode. Um, anyway, he makes fun of them, which just, like, delighted me. I'm like, yes, make more fun of Ghost Adventures. It's so bad. <laughs> um. So, yeah, you've got... The Joel McHale Show with Joel McHale there for you on Netflix. Um, you should check it out. Also, is that Paul Fig produced? Yeah, he, because he's because in it every mentioned single... Paul Fig, and he's in it a couple. He's of times. in it repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was like so excited by that. I like, think so. Did he do the soup? I don't think so. I but meant he to, might have I been meant a writer to look this up. It. Maybe at some point he was. I like. I wouldn't be surprised if he had been a writer. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be either. It's like very much his sensibility. I mean, yeah. Um, I actually have a question for you, just because, just yeah, uh, we you, we brought it up briefly, but um, you know, and I was reading about this today. Arrested Development is going on this like bus tour with like the Bluth bus, uh, you know, the the, the stair car, the stair car promoting the fifth season. How do you feel about Arrested Development coming back? I don't know. I, I feel like the fourth one was like kind of. About it. I don't either. I don't. I feel like I do feel like the fourth season was kind of like unfairly maligned because i kind of see that it made sense that they had to do something different because you try to reproduce the exact same thing people are going to hate it no matter what people yeah, are haters. they didn't have access to everyone all at one and they didn't time, have access the to everyone the first few seasons but like they kind of what they did when they did that was like they lost sight of the really the things that made the show really great that people really loved which was the actors interacting with each other mm-hmm. which was you know um and just the michael being the this show. moral center yeah i felt like it had a different like it just didn't feel as like the pacing didn't feel as natural to I don't know the jokes I didn't think were as funny like I didn't think it was as funny also like I just straight up didn't think the writing was as good but um I mean I I mean it's possible I could feel differently about it look I mean I haven't I only watched them all through the one time when the fourth season came out um and you know unlike the multiple times right, <laughs> the right. other reasons of the show but um i don't know i'm just kind of like uh, pass i don't know on yeah i'm not excited about it i don't know if i'm i guess i'll try i, don't know, it. I, I don't wasn't know if... that thrilled by the trailer which is ha- like oh i haven't even third... seen the trailer yet i watched the trailer and like at least a third of it is actually just jokes from other seasons so i'm like that's not a great sign <laughs> that's how um, they get you in though Lindsay is running for office or something and then hmm. the, i don't know i just am kind of like do we need an it's just another one in, in the school of the x-files why you know like do we need another seat like i love you mitch herwitz go make something else that's i would like just just be just keep making new episodes of that one episode of community where you played the kugler (laughs) just make that over and over again just make that over and over again for amanda specifically (laughs) the only person who ever cites that episode um i just looked it up paul fig was just i guess a from what I can tell, a fan of the soup. Oh, all right. Um, well, but he's it, makes but he's executive funnier. producing it. This, um, yeah. Because he was a fan. Which okay. Is cool. I that's what you get when you when you're successful is like you just can be like I like this. I'm gonna make more of it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what. That's my goal. Um, yeah. So what we're watching, not watching. Um, I am not watching Westworld because I gave the f up on it. Oh, 
I'm good for you. Good for I you. Know, I mean, I, knew you'd I don't. Be proud I don't have, of me. <laughs> I know it's, and I don't even know why. I don't know why I'm biased against that show because it's got a cast I like, and I think it was just like I was so turned off from the first season that I knew, knowing how much like weird, gratuitous nudity. There was a was lot. I mean, it's very violent. It's you and would I, not and you like know, it. You, you know me. Not. I just right. don't like naked bodies. I just find it very uncomfortable. Well, and you um, just don't like. I mean, no, I, know I just that like you... don't like gratuitous boobies. Like, right, and and violence. It's extremely violent. It's that was the other thing. Gory. Like I heard it was. Well, I remember you watching it. I would come down and be like, "Nope, that's yeah. way too violent." For Absolutely, me. Um, and it and it. I mean, it, it's it's a, also a hard thing to sit through. I don't really see a lot of people. But being like, like, I guess my main question is like, did you ever see a penis? I want to say no. No, I don't think you did because HBO never shows penises. Yeah, it's show rare. Like it's a rare. million women's boobs, but like, I mean, I got yeah. more penises I think on High Maintenance last season than I did on um, oh. on Westworld. But and I bet you they were all prosthetics. <laughs> they probably were, like Adam Scott's. Um, and um, or no, what's with what, um, Matt uh, Matthew Reese's? In oh Girls. yeah. Yeah, 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 his too. I mean, but and <laughs> uh, yeah, on on uh, on, on girls. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, Westworld is just it's it's a lot, and um, I found the first season just huge stretches of it to be kind of boring and pretentious. But the it was weird enough that I kind of wanted to know where everything was going. And and this season, I don't know. I watched the first two episodes. And there was just so much fucking monologuing about the existential nature of consciousness. And I was just like, I can't. I Show don't, don't tell people. Care. Show don't tell. Yeah, for real. Like, I don't care. So I just decided I don't care. And I don't need to. I don't need to put myself through that. Life is too short. So Fair. goodbye, Westworld. Uh, what what you, are you going to watch? Well, what I am going to watch, I do want to watch the new season of Chef's Table because it's all about desserts. And I think it's only four mm. episodes. Um, but I, you know me, I love desserts. And there's an episode that Who is about among us? the woman, I think, behind uh, Milk Bar, um, Christina Tosi, uh, which I find her methods bizarre and and her desserts i've made many of her desserts and including a cake that took me three days um but i anyway i need i need to lighten up from some of these other bleak ass shows that i'm watching so i i want to watch a show about cake yeah that is that is so fair Mm -hmm. that's fine yeah chef's table i'm Uh. gonna check it out well, I'm going to watch this show called uh, The Rain mm-hmm. that uh, a friend has told me about and also a friend's dad indirectly. Mm-hmm. Gotta love a dad, Said wreck. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's about, apparently there's this, like, <coughs> rainstorm that wipes out basically the entire population of Scandinavia. Hmm. And so these, like, six people or something, some small amount of people, I haven't started this, so I'm going to get some of this mm-hmm. wrong. Um like siblings come out of this bunker and are like you know checking things out and Mm -hmm. i guess that's the the point of it and i really wish that i had found the show before i went to denmark because it rained constantly in (laughs) amsterdam and i would have been so creeped out but like netflix's algorithm like netflix's way of promoting shows that they think you'll like is so messed up and backwards and like you can't search for things easily i even like search Denmark like seeing if anything oh, would to come see up if and there was anything yeah yeah, yeah yeah and they were like the killing and I was like <laughs> yes please and they were like 
that's nice to know. We don't have it. <laughs> I'm like, why did you suggest that? <laughs> so like, clearly your your search mechanism works for me to type in Denmark. You'll be like, oh, here's a great Danish show for you called The Killing you might have heard of. But they don't suggest The Rain, huh. which they do have. So is it um, also you may anyway, not know sorry. This. Well, no, you may anyway. not know this, but I'm just curious. Is it like, a, like is, it, is it like a worldwide apocalyptic rain or is it a rain? No, that's I think just it might only be Denmark. centered in like um, Denmark. Hmm. But okay. I can I can report back. Yeah, I'm excited to I, I like this like Danish Noah's Ark. I mean, I'm like, I'm even, although I guess that we have to repopulate the world with tall people. <laughs> yeah, very blonde, tall. very tall people. <laughs> um, we're also gonna we're gonna get back into we're gonna talk about Killing Eve next week. Um, yeah, yeah, we've got some catching up to do. Yeah, and it's and that show is is continues. It shows the bomb dot com as the kids say. Yeah, it definitely is is continues to to marvel um okay well i guess that's it for us then amanda lovely to reacquaint um, yeah it was nice to get to know you again mm-hmm. well we'll talk again in six months yeah <laughs> no we'll be back yeah. next week and uh yeah i promise i'll have watched more tv by then <laughs> more she means more lucifer just fyi oh, God. Oh, yeah. don't mention it again yeah okay okay bye bye <laughs> Good night.